Just as a warning, this episode may have some content that may be deemed inappropriate for younger viewers, so with that, viewer discretion is advised. Hello, spookies, and welcome to another episode of D.O. Homeless Presents. Did you miss me? I know it's been a while, and I'm sorry that my voice was taken away from you all, very much so that it was taken away from myself. So, belated, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, Happy Kwanzaa, blessed Yule, bright blessings to all, Happy New Year. Here we are, 2022. First new episode of 2022. And I think it is only appropriate that this episode be about resolution. You know, those little promises that we make at the beginning of each year, the things we say we're going to do. You know what's fascinating about that? Does anybody here know the difference between doing something you never thought you'd do? And doing something you said you wouldn't. Did you know that resolutions in turn and in kind. Actually is. Defined as a solution or the ending of an event. Or a change. (laughs) Well. Tonight's tale. Is about all of those things. And the ways that we can sometimes change and realize that what we've become is what we really always were. I call this episode Too Late. It was 6 a.m. And Doris said she'd arrive at 7.30. Paul paced his house as if he was going to find some small speck of dust he'd missed in the last 12 hours of manic cleaning. He touched the counters to see if there was anything that would pick up on his fingertips. Looked in every crevice he could see. Emptied out all the things that really made the house look lived in which gave it this unnatural cleanness, like he hadn't been living there for a year and a half now. He fed his dog to make sure that maybe it would be a bit more relaxed when she walked in the door. Yet he locked it, giving the uh, illusion that he had been laying down sleeping, awaiting her presence and not constantly checking the window. Time continued to tick by slowly though, as Paul felt that these last hours or so were taking a day or a week. He hadn't seen Dora in about four years. Few emails, snail mails, constantly reminding each other that they missed each other and that they hated that they put the distance between them in the first place, led to this event. I'm coming to see you. But when? You've said that before, he typed. Tomorrow. What? I rented a car. I'm coming to see you tomorrow. I'm leaving tonight. His excitement was intense. 
he'd gone to his boss and asked for the next three days off, even though she'd only be there for a day just to deal with the shock. He had some saved up PTO, so he wouldn't be missing any time. He came home immediately after going to the grocery store and buying scented candles to hide around the house, incense, various things he thought to cook for her that he'd hoped she'd enjoy. Quite a bit of time had gone by so far since he'd circulated, running laps around these thoughts before finally. The small clips of gravel that meant that a car was pulling into his driveway alerted him that she was finally here. He checked the window to his bedroom, moved towards the kitchen, watched her get out the car. He admired the extra 10 pounds he'd gained since they last seen each other. They looked so soft and her cheeks and her hips. He slowly walked to the door, slow enough to give her time to knock. His dog perked his ears up, made a little moaning noise and then put its head back down as if it knew not to be alerted by this new presence. Nervously, he walked to the door, unchained it, unlocked it, unlocked the bottom lock and twisted the knob to be greeted by a smile, a familiar smile as it was a smile he dreamed of several times. Where's my kiss? This is why Paul loved her. Of every lover he'd had, he hadn't had one that was so direct. He touched her arm as she reached for him. She shut the door behind her and they embraced. They didn't even make love right away. They sat on his couch, reminiscing and filling gaps in time talking about how chaotic the drive was and when she decided to make this trip in the first place, why they missed each other so much, why they never bridged the gap before now. They just laid there stroking each other's arms, never unlatching their fingers, falling in and out of sleep. She hadn't slept in over 24 hours since she decided to come and he hadn't slept since she said she was coming. He never felt more in sync with her than he had now sitting right next to her. And then she said, can I use your bathroom? He walked her through the house, up the stairs that led to his master bedroom, and through the doors that were his bathroom, which he'd been cleaning the most throughout the evening and said, yeah, here you go. She was smiling at him the entire time because she could tell how nervous he was. He hadn't spoken for the entire trail up the door and hallway. I'll just be a minute. You can wait by the door. He stood there, smiling like an idiot. You can wait by the door. She says the cutest stuff. Wait by the door in my own house. Hear the toilet flush, the faucet go off. Some struggling. He wanted to enter and ask if she was okay, but then the door opened and she was standing there in the brightest red lingerie that he had ever seen. The brightest red that he had ever seen. And it looked magnificent on her skin. So, you gonna keep not fucking me or you gonna fuck me? That's how it always started. Before now and today, they 
they barely made it out of the hallway. He barely made it out of her in time. And when he did erupt, he grabbed her as if she was trying to hold her in place. And she grabbed him as if she was trying to pull him back in. Where are you going? I've missed you. The eye contact froze time as he spilled all over her arm and forearm. He sighed and collapsed on her chest. She continued stroking him and moved one hand up his back. I guess you needed that, huh? He said, I guess so. I needed you. She gave him the softest kisses on his earlobe, then his neck, then cradled his face to meet hers and kissed him on the lips. I missed you so much, she said. Light buzzing that Paul had heard here and there was going off. She wiggled under him, shit, 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 and ran down the stairs, her bare ass and his juices falling off of her. <sighs> he got up and crawled after her. That's when he heard the phone call. Hey, baby. Yes, I made it safe. Yeah, I'm okay. Yes, I'm fine. I'm just going to pull over somewhere and get some sleep for a while. Yes, I know. I'm sorry. I didn't message you. Okay. Okay. Love you too. Bye. Paul couldn't make it down the stairs. Though he almost did, his legs giving way underneath him. What weight he still had in him that wasn't evaporating from his soul, ready to topple him over. She slowly approached the stairs, and the look on her face, mortification, disgust, shock, sadness. How much did you hear? Paul looked at her, holding back tears. How much should I have heard? None of it? Were you not going to tell me? She crossed her arms. They rested on her swollen breast and her thighs spoke more to him, easing back and forth as she was trying to find some stern statement which she eventually discovered. I just told you. It's a long distance. It won't work. This is what we have. Take it or leave it. Paul fought. He thought about everything that led to this point. And she was the softest skin. The gentlest touch. And red never looked as good as it did on anyone else other than her. Okay. Okay, this is what we have. You want some breakfast? He said. She stopped for a moment and let out a sigh as if she was trying to hold back tears herself. I'm actually not that hungry, she said. Paul descended the stairs. She shook a bit as if she was afraid she was going to be struck, but Paul cradled her close to his chest and looked her in the face and said, Hey, you want to get some sleep? She nodded and shook her head and rested it against his chest. Paul lifted and carried her up the stairs. 
placed her in the bed and stared at her as she slowly drifted to sleep, eventually closing his own eyes, resting on the words, this is what we have. Hey there, spookies. Not necessarily what you were expecting. I did say in the first episode I'd be exploring different types of horror. And as I've said before, what's scarier than love and the things that it makes us do? What is your New Year's resolution? Is that going to be my question? Maybe. Probably not. But I bring that up because the thing that I find interesting about resolutions is that they typically are either something that we meant to do that we did not accomplish or a statement about something we don't want to go through again. And yet, we as people measure every instance in our life with pros and cons. We choose what hurt is worth feeling. We choose what people are worth hurting for. So if your grand statement contradicts to what you know your heart can take, you are never going to follow through with that. Be conscious of the horrors we put ourselves through. And be aware that if it's something you're willing to put yourself through, it's not as horrible as you think it is. Don't let other people decide for you what's horrible. Make peace with yourself, your situation, your reality, your circumstances, your many sides, your many voices, your many personalities. Make peace. Maybe you'll find a resolution within yourself that you didn't think you had. On that note, first story of the year. Man, I'm excited because I have so many things planned and I'm so excited and I'm so happy that you all are here. Thank you so much for being patient while I recovered. Sure, as you can tell, I'm not fully there yet, but I couldn't stay away from you for too much longer. So thank you. There is love in my heart for each and every one of you. And I wish you all pleasant dreams and erotic nightmares.